Hey listeners, and welcome back to another episode of My Streaming Bubble. It's a little podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. Back in the bubble to be tolerated is my brother, Brian, and he's back again to talk about Black Mirror Season 5. We did it! We made it through the series! High five! Yeah! Woohoo! Snap, 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 snap. So, you hadn't seen it until recently to, for the show for the podcast correct uh I, i've seen I, it probably three or four times so oh i'm shit. yeah i'm curious on uh your take You're the expert it, yeah i i don't know why i stopped i think it just came out at a time where i was watching other things but it was yeah it was it was good um i i started to i i think i got like halfway through the first one and it, it just seems it seems a little different than the other seasons, but that's like, I mean, every season was different from the other seasons, so that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I, I did enjoy I did enjoy watching them, though. No, but I know what you mean, how about being different than some of the other seasons, because in some of the other seasons, there was episodes that were very tech-heavy, where it was all about, like, the tech itself and a little bit of humanity, human nature, and what it does and how it reacts Whereas this season I felt like was all about more about the people, less about the technology. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think even, uh, especially in the second episode, I was watching it and I was like, this doesn't seem like a Black Mirror episode whatsoever. Like there's nothing, there's nothing really that weird going on. Uh, but I, I think, you know, you you get to season five and it's like, not that I think that they're running out of things, but a lot of the technology and stuff has been established. And we've, we've talked about how in later seasons, they use a lot of the tech um, that they talk about in prior seasons. Mm-hmm. And you start to see that in this one as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. Like you, like it, it, there's less, um, there's less like explaining about what something is and more like, like you kind of already have a base understanding of what, what it is and what it's used for. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and start with uh, episode one, Striking Vipers. So it's basically, so there's three, three besties uh, all in college. Uh, two of them are, end up hooking up and eventually getting married, uh, the male and the female. But there's a, a third roomie. And was it Carl? And who is the main character? Falcon's character. We just call him Falcon. We'll just call him Falcon. No. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So, um, Falcon's character, uh, was Danny and then there's Carl and then the wife was, was, um, Theo. So just to show you how, how messed up my brain is because of quarantine, I just Googled season five and that's it. I think <laughs> nothing else, just season five. And oh, there's nothing that what a surprise. It's not what <laughs> nothing, I wanted. <laughs> I would expect Google to know by this point. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you I mean, so. we're, we're talking, we're recording. Yeah. So, okay, here we go. So, they're all Ooh, friends. This got, this got some bad ratings. Yeah, this, these episodes are the lowest rated, I think. Oh and episode three of this season, I read, looked like it's the uh, lowest out of the whole series. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Holy crap, that's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, so three college friends, two of them get married, move off, kind of do their own thing. The third Carl, he's kind of living the bachelor life. And what is it, like 
10 years or something later. Mm-hmm. It's Danny's birthday. Carl comes to visit and he's got a birthday present. And it's this old video, like a, a re-release of a video game they used to play in college called Striking Vipers, which is just a um, PvP fighter game, you know, like a Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter mm, kind of PvP. Thing. Did I say that right? Did I do that right? Yeah, Yay! you did, you did good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, but it's all, so the new version, it's all VR and they can link in and they're, they're essentially the characters fighting like, and they're in the video game. Their bodies are just lifeless on the couch in their gaming room, whatever. And they use that kind of like the USS Callister technology, the little thing that just kind of sits on their temple and feeds into their brain or whatever. Right. Very similar to that, actually. Like, same thing. I think maybe. it's exact. I think it's exactly it. I, I actually that's a good call. I'm wondering if I look up the like when they introduce it in the episode. I wonder if it's exactly like the same name. Well, let's see. One of the things on on IMDb is the VR system TCKR is the same company that created San Junipero. Okay. And put out by the um, Saito Sato Gameu from Playtest the oh, okay. video game one i love that i love that all that's connected that's so i cool. do too i yeah i'd love to see a timeline of black mirror but yeah so the video game vr you plug in and you can fight each other you can feel it but it goes away but you find out you can also have sex with each other <laughs> so they do they're 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 old avatars that they would always the old characters they would always pick um female rock set and then the male fighter was Lance. You're fighting, wrestling around, classic. And then they just can't help themselves. And then they continue to visit the game and have sexual relations with each other. Interesting concept. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, then they kind of confront everything to find out, you know, what's going on. Because Danny, Anthony Mackey's character, doesn't really seem to really want to like talk about it, confront it, kind of keep it buried. It's, but it's kind of weighing on him. Carl's all for it. He's just like, hell yeah, every night, let's meet up in the game. So they confront it. They actually like come face to face at a certain point in the episode to see if it's something related to the game, the attraction, or if it's them. They have like secret desires for each other all these years. So they kiss. They both say they felt nothing, which I'm not sure if I completely believed. And then they got into an argument and started fighting in the street. Danny comes clean, admits to his wife, Theo, about what's all been going on. And then the end of the episode where we flashed forward a year, it's Danny's birthday again. And him and his wife exchange their, or they give each other the, the wedding ring boxes. So for one night, they're not married. Danny logs onto the game and has sexy time with his bestie. And Theo goes to a bar and get flirts, gets hit on, has sexy time with, with a stranger. Who knows? But that's their agreement, it seems, is once a year. So really interesting stuff, I think, <laughs> going on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was your take on the, on the episode? I liked it. I, the first thing I wrote in my notes was two bros playing vids and having sex. And it's like, 
it's uh, it's fascinating it, it is it is really fascinating i think there's a lot of interesting themes to me that are explored uh one thing that i just want to say it, it may sound like pandering and all of that but who cares because we're minorities so it's okay to say this. But <laughs> I, I just i just thought it was dope that the whole episode was like all minorities like i absolutely mm-hmm. love that i love that there is like there's like so many like black actors and actresses and then like two asian characters in the game little racist mm-hmm. but that's okay black mirror yeah. <laughs> um, Lance like not my favorite actor like not like I feel like he was picked more for his looks and his like oh yeah to, to like he had more he had more lines than he should have <laughs> um, <laughs> but although I think I mean I don't know I think it was I think it was interesting I think there's um a couple interesting themes that were explored that were new to the show mm-hmm I agree. I'm kind of reading some of the different reviews or whatever on on this episode. You know, people getting all caught up in the are they gay, not gay, gay adjacent, or whatever you wanna, however you wanna try and categorize it or call it. But I think it's it isn't necessarily about like the sexuality, but the the like the video games being like a. <laughs> How do I say this? Like a, I want to say like conduit for us to kind of be free, sure, and yeah, not feel can. not feel like pressured to adhere to any kind of label, lifestyle, image, or anything like that. And so I think it it's less, and I could be completely wrong, but I think they you know they could have, I think they could have picked almost anything, and to put it with this episode. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think you're spot on. I mean, one thing that I, we've talked about this with VR, like when you're in VR, like it does feel real, but there also is a sense of like, it's like when you know you're dreaming, like you you can do whatever you want. You like fuck around with things. And so I think you're exactly right. Like I think having this game where they're, where it's a video game, but they feel so in it, they, like gave themselves license to be more free and do more things that they wouldn't normally do in real life. And like, I think they kind of hinted at, at some of the relationship between Danny and Carl. Um, the first time they play, they're like, I wouldn't say Carl tickles him, but he kind of like, you know, they like, Oh yeah. Oh, like, Wrestling oh, around and loses. And he's like, ah, I'm going to tug your dick. No, yeah. he doesn't. <laughs> but he, he does doesn't... kind of like pounce on him. And yeah. Yeah. Almost... There, there was something sexual about that. A little. Yeah. And so like the first time I watched it, you know, I, yeah, I picked up a little bit on that, but then I, I just kind of like waved it off as like, well, maybe, you know, clearly they're great friends. They've known each other forever, you know, whatever maybe they're just close and that's like they can just kind of fuck around and quote play gay with each other i don't fucking know but <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't it, like it, it clicked for a second but then i was just kind of like nah that's not it can't be what this episode's gonna be yeah. about <laughs> that's not typical of black mirror <laughs> And to, to what you said earlier, like, I, I think there is something to be said about, like, not necessarily putting a label on it. Like, I, I wouldn't say, like, oh, these guys are gay. Like, whether, like, not not that there's any value on that one way or the other, but I believe that sexuality is on a spectrum. And I think, like, I, that's what I found really interesting about this episode was, like, mm-hmm. 
okay, like we like we for sure put ourselves in boxes. We hundred percent do. Like if we didn't, there wouldn't be incest porn. There wouldn't be like all these like different like taboo porns out there, right? Like like mm-hmm. there is a sense of like this is reality and then this is sex and this is supposed to be shameful and this is not. And there there is like I think if people I think if society if we gave each other more license to be free sexually, we would be into wo- way more like uh, quote crazy stuff like yeah. sexually. Um, and I'm seeing it like I can tell you right now, like living in Portland, there are so many poly people. Like it is unbelievable how many poly people there are here in Portland. And in Wisconsin, when I was dating, like there was none. And there, yeah. it, it's such a, it's just such a like a interesting contrast. And so I think. It, it was really, yeah, it was really fascinating. What I, <laughs> like, I just had this dumb, like, I'm just a dumb dude. That I'm like, but the one thought that I had was like, how good would, like, if I was in a woman's body, how would I be good at having sex with the, my buddy? Because one, I know him. And two, like, I have an idea of what dudes like, right? And right. I, I don't want to go down a weird, like, because you're my sister. So I don't want to go down any sort of weird rabbit hole, but it's like, thank you. <laughs> but it's like, like, I feel like I'd be good at giving a blowjob. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't foresee myself like having ever like, like having the opportunity to do that to a gentleman, but <laughs> we're going to edit all this. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, like, like I'm a dude. I know like, like you think, you think, I guarantee you that most women give way better oral to women than men do because they know the anatomy. They know yeah. they, what women like, they know what it feels like. So on the flip side, it's like, I bet a dude, like, I bet I could fuck my friend's brains out like pretty good as a, as a like <laughs> a lady avatar. Like I know exactly what I would like and he probably likes similar things. So it's, um that's kind of where my mind went was like how good like yeah You're I like, don't know. huh that's an interesting place <laughs> that your mind went to <laughs> <laughs> uh, no wrong answers right no wrong answers you have to admit though that's it i mean it's fascinating like like it, it's you can look at this you can look at this through several different lenses, especially like if you're a good old boy, like you probably wouldn't like this episode a whole lot. Um, but I don't know. I, I just like, I, I come from the camp of, of like, n- like I don't shame anything sexually unless it like, uh, unless there's like an unwilling participant or right. like someone gets hurt. Yeah. And so as long as there's consent, like I'm all for it. And so I could see, I guess I'm kind of like talking about the ending a little bit um, or like kind of talking to potentially people responding to this like episode, like negatively just being like, oh, these guys are just gay. And it's like, are they really like, do you really blame them for exploring sexually? Like, I mean, I, I haven't been married or anything, but you hear all these stories. I mean, we see in other episodes in Black Mirror of sex, sex lives getting super stale. Mm-hmm. That one where they replay like past memories the, the of cloudy like, eye fucking yeah yeah, yeah. like like, <laughs> we, like like that's clearly a, a a theme with with couples so it's like 
is it really that far-fetched that these yeah. two like if you can if you can actually feel the sensation yeah and you're well, in this world where no one's watching like yeah like why like i get why they fuck each other well and we kind of see at the you know at the beginning of like um when we catch up with danny and theo and they're married and she's they have a baby a small child yeah because she's still like i think maybe pumping or nursing but they're also trying maybe not but they're trying to have another kid yeah. so their sex life is all on a schedule right now Right. And that just sucks the romance right out of it. So you see him kind of just like in that daze of like, uh, that monotony of suburban life. And then he has a chance to reconnect with his buddy over an old favorite video game and find this whole new sensation and way to interact and way to, and a new way to feel pleasure. And yeah, just not giving up on that and just, going for it and being like yeah this is fun my thing was that it kind of was like and they even mentioned in the episode carl's like well it's not cheating you know because they're not actually Mm. having physical sex the two of them yeah but i'm like "Ah, it's still it's still cheating right i think because you know he's he's sneaking around he obviously feels guilty right you know he's not having sex with his wife you know, and she even calls him out on the anniversary of like, you know, there's, there's something going on. You see in someone else because of his behavior, like he even forgot about their anniversary. Yeah. I mean, that, that was really painful to see her like internalize that and be like, is it me? Am I, mm-hmm. am I not sexy? Like, are you not attracted to me? Like, I think that's where the like dishonesty, I mean, that's, that's, that's how it manifests in relationships. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't see, you think you're you think you're protecting yourself and your significant other by, you know, like not telling them certain things. Cause like it, it is, I, I could see why it would be embarrassing to be like, yeah, I'm having sex with my buddy uh, in a video game, but you can see the, the, the negativity that it brings to their relationship mm-hmm. and like not to get too preachy, but it's like sexually, if there's something that you into, like you got to loop your partner into that or else it's not going to be like a good time. And right. What I'm curious about at the end, and I want to hear your take on it, um, especially since you're like you're married and all that. Um, but the whole like situation that they have, like, well, one, you you kind of made it sound like it was a one. Do you think it's a one night thing, or do you think that's just a um, an agreement that they've made with each other that she can basically there'd be like not exactly, but they're kind of being poly. They're saying yeah. she's saying like you get to be single and go out to the bars. And I get to have sex with my buddy yeah. <laughs> in the video game. Um, like, I find it really admirable if they both agreed on that. And they were like, you know what? If that floats your boat and you enjoy that, like, go do it. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, like, and the woman's like, I have my needs. I need to be able to go out and get me some as well. And we just agree that, like, this is what our sex lives are like. And and also, I'm sorry, and also like later <laughs> when they get older and their parts shrivel up and they don't have any sexual drive, it's like, what does it fucking matter after that, right? Like yeah. like at a certain point, your drive kind of like takes a big nosedive and then it's like, who who cares what you were doing sexually? Yeah, like would they still have that agreement in like 30, 40 years? Right. You know, is Danny, Danny and Carl still video game fucking and Theo bar hopping? Right. Or if that by that point they've all kind of just like, hey, we're tired. Yeah. Um, 
I, my interpretation of it was that it's an agreement. It was an agreement and once a year because it looked like they, they showed someone's calendar. I'm assuming like Carl's because he, he was, he's still single at this point a year later and everything. And he's, he's got his kitty cat. He's got a cat. He's snuggling his kitty cat. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, there was like a date marked on a calendar. And so him and Danny log on and, and Theo gets all prettied up and heads out for the night. Yeah. All <laughs> yeah. sans wedding rings. So, which, you know, yeah, you can say it's all, oh yeah, you know, that's, that's admirable. Will that they're both willing to make that agreement and compromise. It's like, you know, we did see at the beginning of the episode when they're still in college and they're out at the bar Danny and Theo like flirting at the bar like oh th- these two are gonna hit it off nicely well they're they're already get already together right. and they were doing a little stranger at the bar role play so right that kind of tells me that they're a little more open you know they're not a traditional missionary position couple like right. they're into exploring and into trying stuff out especially if her needs aren't being met then yeah, why not come up with this agreement? Because, you know, I think they still love each other and they're still crazy for each other, but, yeah, you know, maybe it is that monotony of marriage and suburban life and just needing to do something a little little wild once in a yeah. while. Also, one, last, one thing I wanted to put in there too that I absolutely loved was when Carl was having sex with, um, his, I wouldn't say, I don't think it's his girlfriend, but he was having sex with that girl. And then um, he's like, oh, I'm not going to finish. And she gets mm-hmm. out her phone. She's like, do you mind if I finish? Yep. He's <laughs> like, yeah, go for it. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> like, well, like yeah, go for it. Like, yeah. of course. I just, I, I like that they added that of like, um, I think, ugh, this could go down a huge rabbit hole. But yeah, I think it, like, I think it's, I think it's important to empower women to like, like they're like they they matter too when it comes yeah. to sex. Like they like why why shouldn't they get off? You know. So we uh, enjoy sex. Know. We enjoy yeah. masturbation. And yeah, why not? You know, conf- affirm that in in shows and TV. So yeah, I, I did I did enjoy that part. Mm-hmm. One thing I was kind of curious about was so when they're doing all this like video game sexy time. And they're all getting off, like, and their bodies are just like lifeless, you know, on the couches and stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> poor man. Like, how does that? Like, are they still getting off, or are they just oh, yeah. like blue? So basically, in? you're asking, do they make a mess? Yeah, <laughs> I like to think. I like to think so. I like to think that they like put on adult diapers. Like, once they get it down to a science, they like, yeah, they like put on adult diapers and like make a mess, and then that's. And that's that. And that's that. Nice. That's a good point. I didn't. Th- I didn't think about that. Of like, what? What is the body doing in that moment? Um, yeah. Gross. Because it's like when they're initially fighting, like actually fighting each other, playing the video game, and the camera kind of shows what the, their bodies. They're just kind of lightly tousled about as they're taking punches. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's yeah. a good that's a good call yeah yeah they probably the next time i watch it i will keep in mind that they have probably have jizz in their pants once they're done <laughs> being uh jizz in, the in their pants yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah interesting episode different than uh than what we've seen 
Correct. I think. Because again, I think it's more has had to do with the characters. And I I like it. Like I, I don't think I don't think it ranks up there with any of the the my favorite episodes, but I I didn't hate it. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like the other ones that like that we've talked about that I like didn't want to watch again. Like I like mm-hmm. I'd watch this again. I'm not I'm probably not going to if I'm making my way through them, I'm not skipping it. I'm yeah. still watching it, but I'm also not going out of my way to watch this specific episode. Right. You're not like, oh, I feel like watching Black Mirror. I'll start with Striking Vipers. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's it's a good episode. I don't think I definitely don't think it deserves the low rating of six something. What rating well, do you I, give it out of seven? Out of I'm starting seven? a new thing. Yeah, I'm starting a new <laughs> thing on our last season of of Black Mirror. Out of seven, what is your rating? Oh, I you know I'd probably give this like a good like a good five. Okay. Like I think it's I think it's still very interesting, and I think that um, yeah, just like everything we we've just discussed, and the fact that they chose sex and sexuality as the the point versus I can't I I can't even think of like a what could be a good example, but yeah. Yeah, just everything. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a solid episode. But yeah, like you not top of my rewatch list, but not right. skipping it either. For sure. So what about you? Out of 7. Uh, 5.2. 5.2? Yeah. Nice. Cool, cool. Well then on to episode 2. Smithereens. Damn. With uh Damn. this is the one with Moriarty and Eric Foreman. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess you could call it that. <laughs> I really like this episode. I think there's like, there's some really strong performances and I like that it's, again, like with this whole season, it's less about the tech. Like it's not this, these major futuristic, completely unfathomable technology things <laughs> right you know this is basically whatever facebook or or twitter andrew scott is the best and i love him to pieces and i think he does a really great job um in this episode he's such a great actor so he's the uh the cabbie christopher and he's hanging out the hanging outside the business smithereens listening to weird like um so like like kind of a daily affirmation it's a, I, I could be wrong, but I think it's actually an, an actual app called Headspace. Okay. Which is for meditation. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah, so he's hanging outside, and ultimately his plan is to kidnap someone that works at Smithereens so that he has leverage to speak to the creator, the owner of the, of the company, Billy Bauer, played by Topher Grace, a.k.a. Eric Foreman. and we also see that he's part of he goes to like a group grief counseling and sharing story people sharing stories of loss and he hasn't shared his yet but he meets a woman her daughter had passed away you know she shares her story with him after like a one night stand kind of thing so then the next day christopher goes and he finds himself someone that works at smithereens to to kidnap and use as leverage Unfortunately, the dude's just an intern, Jaden, and Christopher goes off about like, why are you wearing a fucking suit? 
you know, and he, he has some really great freak out moments, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his, some of his rants were really good. Oh, yeah. Um, and so from there, everything, you know, his whole plan is not going smoothly. So he ends up, yeah, kidnapping Jaden. The police are there. There's, peop- you know, some kids with their phones filming everything and posting it online. Eventually, Christopher is able to talk to Billy Bauer. And at this point, it's kind of a confessing his sins. So he, he shares the story of his wife dying in a car accident by a drunk driver, but that it really wasn't just the drunk driver's fault. It was really his fault because he just had to stop and look at his phone and check his notifications. So it's been him dealing with this grief and this guilt this whole time. And for whatever reason, needing to unload it onto Billy Bauer. The only thing he asks in return you know because you know christopher's gonna kill himself after all of this he just wanted to say his piece and be done so billy bowers like no no don't do it is there anything i can do for you anything i can help you with blah 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 so one of his last final acts of kindness chris says hey you know do you know this guy that owns this other social media company and that guy calls the grieving mom one night stand and gives her the information to log into her daughter's social media account so she can get a little more information as to why her daughter had died. Her daughter had committed suicide and she's just looking for answers, which I thought was a really sweet thing for him to have done. Yeah. Then Chris is getting ready to kill himself. He's getting ready to let Jaden go. It was never his intention to ever harm Jaden. He was always going to let him go, undoes his, res- his restraints and Jaden being just a stellar person tries to be like, no, man, it's going to be all right. You know, you don't have to do this. And eventually tries to wrestle the gun away from him. And like there's snipers set up and shit from the cops. And we hear the gun go off. Screen goes black. So we can assume that Chris was shot by the sniper. Or was he? We don't really know for sure. (laughs) We just kind of assume. So that's the broad overview of the episode. One of the things that I liked was while Chris was trying to get Billy Bauer on the phone. He's got the police on the phone and then like the tech, you know, he gets in touch with some higher ups at the tech company who end up finding out everything about Christopher before the cops do from just their ability to cross-reference social networks and databases and this and that, which I thought was, I, I don't, I don't think that's too far off. Yeah. I think major companies absolutely have the means and the capability to find out all that kind of information before law enforcement. But it was just kind of funny where the uh, head lady detective, she was just like, oh, well, I didn't know that, but apparently you guys do. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really did love that part because I think, I think one, like you said, it, we're, we're not that far off from that. And two, with all this technology, like there, there's a certain point where it's like, yeah, these tech companies can do, like, have more capabilities and have more insight into people's lives than what the police could ever come up with. Mm-hmm. So I, I did really enjoy the, that, that theme of the, the episode. Yeah, I thought it's, I thought, I thought the, one of the more interesting things about this episode within this Black Mirror universe was that technology, like, the only person to die by technology was his fiance. And that's right. via him looking at his phone, which is a very, very real thing that happens 
all the time. Well, I don't know all the time, but very real things that have happened and continue to happen. People texting and driving and getting into accidents. So I thought it was very interesting that it was a very real death in this episode versus, you know, like something like playtest. Right. So yeah, that was, I think that was, that's probably maybe one of my favorite things about this episode. Is that like it sat in more in like reality? Yeah. 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 It felt weird watching it because I, I definitely was questioning like, is this a Black Mirror episode? Because nothing really popped up like technology wise. Uh, mm-hmm. And even like the technology that they talk about, it's like, like you said, it's like stuff that is already going on now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I did I did find that like super interesting. And the fact that like Billy Bauer just, he's he's a puppet for his own company at this point. You know, and and kind of his little tale of, you know, he created this thing and it eventually just got away from him, you know, with all his advisors or whatever being like, oh, you need to update this and you should incorporate this and, you know, do this algorithm or whatever the fuck to make it more addictive and everything. Yeah. And how, yeah, he's just, I don't know if he was how like remorseful, regretful, but the fact that he still goes on these, what did, what did they call him? Like, I don't know tech-free sleepovers or something. <laughs> I don't think they call it that, but I do like that better. <laughs> tech-free sleepover. I do yeah. that. And so, of course, he's like out in the middle of nowhere in an all-glass house. They mm-hmm. like their all-glass houses on Black Mirror. Um, uh, my, my favorite part was so when they, the like whole, the apex of the episode when he finally gets a hold of Billy Bauer, you finally realize what Chris is going through you find out that he's not looking for money that he's looking to just talk to the owner of this app and just to like pour his soul out and basically confess about um his like like how he causes wife to basically die in that in that accident and so he's talking about like oh like I looked at the app and then we got in an accident and the the driver was drunk so like he got all the blame but really like I was to blame and like I couldn't, I didn't have the heart to tell his mom. And then, so this in turn gives Billy Bauer the, the like ability to be like, yeah, like I'm a, I'm a part of this big company, but like, <laughs> like I don't feel great about it and I want this to change and I feel so bad. And Chris is like, dude, reel it in. Like, I don't give a fuck. He's like, this is about you. I don't give a fuck about what you do. Like, he's like, he's like, you can celebrate or you can like cry. Like, I don't give a fuck. Um, I, I absolutely love that. It, it was such a, I liked that Billy Bauer like opened up, but I liked even more that Chris was like, dude, like. He just shut him the fuck out. down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was just like, I, I love that part. That was so funny. I, I did too. I laughed, especially, you know, after rewatching it, I laughed so hard. I was like, oh God, I forgot he, that he basically told him to shut the fuck up. He, he's like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't fucking care. Shut <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> so good. And I was like, oh, that is a man at the end of his rope just to the will the drive to go through all of that demand it you know kidnap some poor poor intern and make all these demands i could not get over how much and uh, apparently you know andrew scott well i I don't think i've seen him in a lot of things he looks so much like um mark ruffalo to me oh a little bit yeah it was like it was really messing with me as i was watching (laughs) I was like, that. this guy looks exactly like Mark Ruffalo. Well, to be fair, I only know, I really only know him from Sherlock with um, Bumblebee Claritin 
and um okay. yeah martin whatever i can't even just next time you see it like uh, like literally like this picture he literally looks like but he also stars andrew scott also stars in fleabag which i've heard nothing but amazing things about so yeah i actually need to add that to my list of things to watch but yeah, I love him. He's he's so great. Yeah, he's Moriarty and Sherlock. He does he's he's so fucking good in that show. That's I love that show so much. Yeah. All right. I will look into it. You should look into that. Cool, cool. Wow, this might be our shortest episode yet. <laughs> well, that's what's that's what's fascinating about this episode is there wasn't a ton to talk about. Like it wasn't it was a really enjoyable episode, but it was pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. Like there was not a lot of like like oh do you think that he this and then that and then it's yeah. like no it's like it's literally just like straight up like okay did he die at the end i mean whether he does or not that doesn't really change the story all that much right it's yeah pretty exactly straightforward yeah but yeah really good good performances i did feel bad for intern when he had the bag over his head and then threw up just yeah, there was not, a moment for for yeah. chris things were not i think everything was just going sideways I did enjoy how nice they were being to each other. Like that that makes you feel, you know, that makes you feel better about holding someone hostage with a gun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and even the fact that like Jaden didn't just like run off the second that he had the chance. All the times he was trying to run off before, now he's like, Jaden's like, well, wait a minute. You know, we had some (laughs) hard times, but we had times and it was, you know. (laughs) I agree, but he also kind of fucked up because he might have caused them to, uh, Oh yeah, so I, I think so. But he tried. Yeah, he he did try. He I think he he did a lot better. He did a lot more than a lot of people would have. Yeah. So. All right, episode three. Is that all? The, okay. I think so. Okay. Like you said, it's a pretty. It was a pretty straightforward episode. So. Yeah. Um, Rachel Jack and Ashley too. The one with Miley Cyrus. Yay! Hey, I. I really like this episode, <laughs> and I really I laugh while you say it. And I love like the song, her big pop song, "I'm on a Roll." And I actually went like a month and a half where I listened to that on Spotify because I just really <laughs> liked it. I don't mind Miley Cyrus; she doesn't bother me, even when she was doing her weird, sticking her tongue out and twerking all over the place and yeah, being weird. I, that shit never really bothered me. I was like, she's fucking young, whatever. She's 18, 19 years old. Get over it. Right. She just happens to be Billy Ray's daughter. So we all have to see it and hear about it. Miley Cyrus is a pop star. Her name's Ashley. Teen pop star, totally like that. You can believe in yourself, girl power, blah, blah, blah. There's two sisters, a girl, Rachel, and her sister, older sister, I'm assuming, Jack. And... Rachel, she's she's a huge, huge fan of Ashley. She's got all the posters, watches the videos. And Jack is more of like the rock and roll, punk rock sister. And Ashley comes out with like a, like a little Google on wheels, little Alexa on wheels mm-hmm. that's got her personality and you can interact with it. So... Rachel's like, please, I would like this for my birthday. The dad's like, yeah, sure, whatever. (laughs) And then the older sister's like, it's on Wednesday. And I felt bad. I I did kind of feel bad for the dad in this episode, Um, even though, like, nothing happens to him. He's just so (laughs) 
such a clue, poor clueless dad. You feel bad just, about yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> he just does not know what to do with two daughters. Yeah. Just him and two daughters. But so he gets the Ashley 2 AI thing and her and Rachel Bond, they're best friends, this and that. Um, Rachel goes out for like the school talent show and fall like trips during her routine she's so super embarrassed jack feels bad and i think in an attempt to do a good sisterly thing she hides the ashley two doll in the attic and but then lies and is like i threw it away so rachel gets all mad and they're not speaking meanwhile we're kind of seeing ashley in real life and she's clearly not happy with her life she's not happy doing the pop star thing she wants to write other songs and go in a different direction, not all bubblegum, sunshine, rainbows, all that shit. But she kind of can't because her aunt's kind of a bitch, <laughs> kind of controlling. We see that Ashley at some point had realized that her aunt had been drugging her and had stopped taking the pills because she had a nice, <laughs> a nice collection of stashed, stashed pills. Oh, yeah. Um, the aunt finds out about it, and because she's such a great person, she crushes it up and puts it in Ashley's food and puts Ashley into a chemically induced coma. Somehow, the little Ashley 2 doll sees all of this and kind of short circuits out. Oh, yeah, because like the sister Jack brought it out of the attic when they heard about Ashley being in the coma because she felt bad for her sister and realized that her sister needed something to help confront, com, com, comfort her. <laughs> That was hard to say. That's the hard ones are really hard sometimes. For sure. <laughs> I get it. So, so yeah. So Jack retrieved Ashley two out of the attic, gives it back to Rachel. The Ashley two doll has seen what's happened to the real Ashley and it's kind of shortened out. And we hear in a news bleep that the Ashley two dolls had been discontinued for battery issues. Oh fuck. And then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so the the doll shorts out so the girls are trying to fix it and hook it up and they see like there's this weird thing in the ai's brain they don't know what it is so fuck it they'll just delete it turns out that was the filter now ashley too is full-on ashley and she's dropping f-bombs she's like what the fuck give me get me the fuck out of here mm -hmm. and i thought that was hilarious i was cracking up i want a little unfiltered ashley too i'm not gonna lie so they realize what's going on. Ashley, too, convinces the girls to go rescue the real-life Ashley. They do, and then the aunt is eventually brought to justice and everything. But some funny things kind of happened throughout all of that, I thought. This was definitely the funnier one out of the three this season. They rescue Ashley. She brings down her aunt, and she's able to go off and do her own own thing musically. So she's in like this dive bar playing rock and roll jack's playing bass rachel's sitting at the bar with the little ashley two doll that's also all now like rock and rolled and punked out or whatever dad's being supportive by trying to push his business at the bar because he's like a rodent control guy <laughs> and yeah so ashley gets ashley's free and she's not under the control of her aunt anymore and she's able to do what she wants musically and with her life the sisters have bonded over kidnapping and rescuing and all of that. <laughs> oh, they bonded over illegal activity. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. 
but yeah, I just, I thought this end episode was a hoot. It was just fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love seeing, like, I picture that in my mind as like a review, like Jenna Owen says it's a hoot. It's a hoot. Yeah, it was, it was good. It, yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, the, it, it was entertaining. It was definitely entertaining. Yeah. There wasn't a ton I took away from it. It was very much like, uh, it was very much just like, oh, celebrities can have it bad. Um, <laughs> which is like fine. Like I'm not, I say it like sarcastically, but like it, it's fine. Like it's a good, like it is important. Like that is, that is interesting insight of like, you know, Shyla. Shia LaBeouf has that uh, movie that I still haven't seen yet of like kind of retelling his story about his dad and how abusive he was and what it was like to grow up as a child actor. And so like with Miley Cyrus, like being a, being a child actor, like I think it was great casting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was again, pretty, a pretty straightforward, you know, she's being controlled. She's, I, I not surprised to that maybe there are a lot of pop stars that are just like, I'm ready to break away from this and, you know, do my own thing really. And not being able to, for whatever reason, whether it's because your aunt manager is drugging you or other contracts, you know, whatever it is, people, yeah. they feel trapped. And in this world, the aunt took it to a whole other extent. And then the technology that they had while Ashley's in the coma to pull songs out and just basically like she's just like a machine and just they're just milking her for music right that's pretty fucked up yeah that was pretty dark that was fucked up but i did like how um what was it so the one super fan daughter rachel she when she gets her ashley too she's like oh i'm your biggest fan and then when Ashley too becomes unfiltered, she's like, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> and then when she meets Ashley after they wake her up, after she wakes up out of her coma and is all like, oh, what the fuck? She's like, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> uh, that, that did crack me up. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I, I, I wrote that in my notes. I put in quotes, I'm such a huge fan. And I put LOL afterwards because this chick, she just got out of a coma that her evil aunt put her in. And she's like just waking up. And this dumbass is like, I'm such a huge fan. Which is funny because like that would actually happen in real yeah. life. Like that's I like- what I like about is like and all i could think is how many times has rachel rehearsed that in her life you know and the off chance that she would ever you know teenage girls like practicing their oh i'm your biggest fan i listen to all your blah blah blahs and we've seen all your videos so it's (laughs) like she was just going into replay mode of (laughs) just replaying her rehearsed (laughs) spiel and then just such little awareness like zero just so realistic like people don't like they don't think so (laughs) yeah that that definitely made me laugh and and one other thing i did one other kind of little thing i found interesting was that the one sister jack who's kind of the punky rock and roll sister she's the one she she's the one that needs convincing to go and try and rescue ashley Rachel's like, we have to help her, you know, like wanting to do the good thing and help her idol. And, you know, little Punky McGee's over there like, no, we're not helping her. We're not doing any of this stuff. I'm like, come on. How rock and roll is it to like break into some secure compound or release an imprisoned, chemically induced coma 
pop princess who doesn't want to be a pop princess anymore. Right. Set her free. Yeah. And then, yeah, when, when Ashley two thing becomes unfiltered and she's dropping F-bombs and she's being really crass and vulgar, it was the, it was Jack that's like, no, no, this isn't who you are. Like Rachel didn't question anything. Right. She's just like, so you're the real Ashley? I'm a huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all she like <laughs> latched onto. So I thought it was interesting in a way, I guess, that, yeah, the rock and roll sister's like, no, no. Like, in kind of in denial, too. Like, you can't be a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be angry about life. Yeah, I just thought this was just kind of fun and the incorporating of Nine Inch Nail songs with Ashley songs was fun and interesting. It was yeah. a hoot. The the end to me was a little cheesy, but like not in a bad yeah. way. Like I would I wouldn't have had it end any other way, but it was very like, oh she she plays music with the other sister mm-hmm. that was that plays the bass, and it's like, yep. <laughs> but yeah, like it kind of like it's fine. Like I'm not I'm not upset about it. Like it, I think that's the way. I think there's no other way that that episode could have ended. Not. Really, I mean, it could have gone super dark and everyone died. True, but yeah, like COVID, like maybe yeah. COVID comes in and <laughs> takes, yep. uh, too real, too soon, too soon. Oh, oh still too happening. soon, still happening. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> literally current events. <laughs> um, yeah, I think overall this season, three episodes, all around pretty decent episodes, but definitely different. I feel from the rest yes i agree and i'm curious like do, do you know if they're uh i probably should have done some research mm-hmm. but are there are they planning on coming out with another season uh i don't n- not of any time soon but i haven't heard of any kind of official cancellation i think okay. there was an article a while back maybe closer to the start of quarantine and charlie booker came out and was like we we don't need any new black mirror episodes right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's totally fair yeah we are in a black mirror episode so we are we are in like yeah we are so yeah shortest season most different but all around good yeah. what would you rank uh this last episode the rachel jack and ashley too like what rating or like yeah out of seven out of seven I give it a 3.8. Oh. What about you? You said it was a hoot, so you can't go lower than, I would say, five. Oh, I was, I mean, it was a hoot, so it was just kind of fun. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd, yeah, anywhere between a four and a five, four and a half, well, four point seven five stars. There is something to be said about like you. I remember a lot. This is a long time ago, so maybe now your your views have changed. But I remember you being like so pumped for the Expendables or whatever that yeah. movie was, and like that. Like, I don't I don't shame that at all. That that's one of those things where like, I I for some reason have this like need for there to be like a certain amount of substance in it. I guess or like there there has to be a certain amount. There has to be something in it that like reaches out to me. Mm-hmm. and like you on the other hand you can watch kind of these like crazy outlandish action movies and be like fucking loved it exactly what i wanted to watch like it, it hit the spot 
Um, so well, I think there is something to be said about like what like what we look for when we watch, which is like totally understandable. Yeah, and with something like The Expendables, and yes, I still love it, and they're still f- super fun to watch. You have to take it for exactly what it's worth, and it's right. And all it is, it's eighties aging action stars and they're dumb one-liners and over-the-top explosions and just like 90 minutes of visual fun (laughs) (laughs) you know when they're actually when there's actual dialogue and nothing exploding or fight no fighting going on then you can you know walk away go get a snack but be there for when shit blows up because that's really what it's all about and right yeah and i wasn't looking for anything more than big explosions, cheesy one-liners. And that's exactly what I got. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes you just need something fun, just something to shut the brain off and enjoy. That makes sense. And I definitely would shut my brain off for this episode. Yeah. This one was easy for me to be on my phone, you know, during my rewatch and still enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Because it's like, even there was like a cheesy little moment where they're escaping and they're trying to go and like confront Ashley's aunt. And it's like Ashley two's in the little cup holder and Ashley's sitting a shotgun and they're talking about the venue. They're like, Oh, it's at this place. Oh, the acoustics suck. And they're like, yeah, right. What did you think? Blah, blah, blah. And there's just like that little moment where she's talking to herself. Right. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) And it was fun. Yeah. All right. I guess that's what I got for this season of black mirror well thanks for having me again this was fun and it was a great excuse to watch them all through again absolutely and yeah we'll figure out what our next topic will be but thanks for thanks for answering the zoom call thanks for tolerating me oh always and forever i don't think i have a choice yeah (laughs) all right well Thanks, Brian, and thanks for listening, everyone, and keep streaming. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey, listeners, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to everyone who helped make this podcast come to life. Thank you to my tolerated for being on the show and spending way too much time obsessing over our programs. Thank you to my Timmy, who got me the equipment to record and for supporting me in my TV watching and talking habit. And of course, thank you, the listeners, for all of your support and tuning in every other Sunday. Over this last year, and God, what a year it's been, you have all helped make a dream come true, and it means a lot to me. So again, thank you so, so much for all of your support, and keep streaming.